Quaker meeting in Portland, Oregon. <laughs> you can find more information about our community at westhillsfriends.org. As a Quaker community, we encourage everyone to share from their hearts. Especially as it pertains to God's leading in their lives. These words are shared into a community that values the opportunity to respond to dialogue about what is said. The responses and dialogue are not included in this recording. The views expressed in this content are solely those of the original contributor. And do not necessarily speak for the entire West Hills Friends community. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day. Good morning, friends. Um, I realize I'm a little bit, uh, my heart quickened a little bit as I listened to Anne's uh, first word about words. Um, I'm going to talk about some words today, particularly uh, a hot button word called authority. So the scripture reading today is, comes from two places, identically. Uh, Mark chapter 1, verse 21, and Matthew. Chapter 7, verses 28 and 29. The people were amazed at his teaching, for unlike their scribes, he taught with a note of authority. I've been thinking a lot about authority lately. It's difficult to avoid the topic, given our current state of political turmoil. Wikipedia has a useful definition. Authority is the legitimate power that a person or group of persons consensually possess and practice over other people. It elaborates. Authority and power are not synonyms. Authority identifies the political legitimacy, which grants and justifies the right to exercise power, while power identifies the ability to actually accomplish an authorized goal. Politics aside, for that is a deep rabbit hole indeed, I want to consider what is the basis on which we individually or collectively consensually grant power over ourselves to another? We must accept the power structures we're born into, but at some point we begin to quote, question authority. That is, we begin to demand that persons or institutions seeking to exercise power over us, parents, teachers, coaches, pastors, do so by our active consent, not by their own claim. The age at which we begin this process and how assertively we do it varies widely, but it's an essential stage of human development. Once we reach this stage, how do we then decide who to follow, who to grant power to lead us? The idea of representative democracy is that we grant power in certain spheres of our lives to those who win elections. In other spheres, for example, science or medicine, we grant power to those who use reason and scientific methods to convince us directly or to build a consensus that their views are authoritative. In our workplaces, we grant power to our employers and supervisors to direct us in that setting in return for the benefits we seek to obtain from employment by them. But how do we decide who to follow, 
coup de grant powers to lead us in matters of faith, where majority rule is a poor guide to what is just or right, and where scientific method offers limited guidance. For many, the process can resemble employment. One agrees to accept and abide by a statement of faith in order to obtain the benefits of belonging to the community. Others refuse to grant power or, or influence in their lives to any religious faith, tradition, or institution for reasons ranging from past abuse to ingrained skepticism. In faith, as in all matters of life, if no power is granted outside of oneself, then all burden for leadership lies within oneself. For some, that burden may be manageable, but for others, it can lead to disastrous choices and a burden that feels increasingly unbearable. And so it did for me. For the first 34 years of my life, I believed that the teaching of Jesus merited study and that many of the virtues of Jesus merited emulation, but that was it. While a great teacher of wisdom, Jesus, for me, was not unique in that regard, nor is he today. Then, at a time of crisis, I received an astonishing leading that said, I love you and have always loved you, and I want you to be healed. If you follow me, I will lead you to a better place. In other words, I received an offer from the Spirit to accept authority over my life without me giving me any idea of where this might take me. I didn't grant this authority in that moment, but I decided I would seek, uh, sorry, I lost my head. I decided I would seek to understand what doing so might mean, and that I would begin my search by studying the teachings of Jesus. So I went and bought a Bible, my first as an adult. As I said to a therapist I was seeing, it was clever of whoever put together the New Testament to place the Sermon on the Mount so close to the beginning. In my Bible, it begins on page three. The Sermon on the Mount is the greatest hits collection of Jesus' teachings. The Beatitudes, that's the part that begins, blessed are the poor in spirit. The challenge to move beyond an eye for an eye the command to love our enemies, the Lord's Prayer for use in private communion with God, the admonishment against being judgmental of others, the assurance that God's love for us exceeds that shown to the birds of the air and the flowers of the field. And it closes with, the people were amazed at his teaching. For unlike their scribes, he taught with the note of authority. I was amazed. I felt this authority. And I decided I wanted to trust this teacher to direct my life. I granted this power consensually, but it wasn't much of a decision. I felt compelled by the rightness of his teaching and by the unconditional nature of the love I felt when in his presence. More than this, to borrow from George Fox, the authority of Jesus grew within me experimentally. 
I began trying to live my life according to the teachings of Jesus, not just the practical precepts, but the attitude to the heart. And I found myself being led to a better place. A sense of self-worth, despite the errors I made. A marriage that stabilized and then flourished. A world that started making more sense. And ultimately, a community of people who had also granted these teachings a place of authority in their lives. While I have called myself a born-again Christian, it is equally true that I am a convinced Christian. I have granted and continue to grant this authority to the teachings of Jesus because I've experienced that doing so draws me into a relationship with God that puts things right in my relationship with myself and in my relationships with those close to me, with humanity and with creation as a whole. So I say wholeheartedly, as it says in the Psalms, lead me in your everlasting way. I've been noodling on another angle, drawing on the fact that authority and author both derive from the Latin root octor, originator or promoter. Note that in our verse, the people were amazed at his teaching for unlike the scribes, he taught with a note of authority. Jesus is contrasted with the scribes who are not authors, but simply copy texts handed down to them. They are far removed from the experiences of God that prompted the writings of the text. In contrast, Jesus claims a direct relationship with God, and as such, he claims the right to author new interpretations. Many Jews of Jesus' time must have felt his closeness to God's truth, the light in his words, in comparison to the often corrupt Jewish practices he decried. I feel the same way when I'm in the presence of Jesus' teaching. It feels so different from the often corrupt Christian practices that descended from his story. I find authority in the light that permeates his words, not in the empty words of Christian scribes who see scripture as fixed and not living. I wanna close by returning to the Quaker idea of authority. It's such an important concept that West Hills Friends dedicates a page to advice and queries on authority on its website. It begins, friends know that spiritual authority is derived from the inward work of God's spirit. But what is the inward work of God's spirit? For me, it's that which told me I was beloved and offered to lead me to a better place. It's that which stirs inside me when I read the psalm, the Sermon on the Mount, and other sacred writings. It's that which calms my heart in times of trouble and inspires me to pursue paths I would have never dreamed of taking. It's the way the words of many in this meeting have reinforced or redirected my own leading. It's what nudged me to offer this message and to listen to leadings that arose as I wrote it. I trust this authority to direct my life because it was offered, not demanded, and it has faithfully rewarded my trust. But the fact that I've had these experiences of the inward work of God's spirit doesn't make me an authority for anyone else. They simply reassure me of God's authority for me. The West Hills Friends advice on authority adds this. 
the value of what is shared by another is not determined by a higher human authority, but by the group itself, recognizing the presence or absence of Christ in what has been said. I've done my part. The work is now yours to assess the presence or absence of Christ in what has been said by listening in open worship for the work of God's spirit within you. Couple of queries that I adapted from the West Hills queries on authority. When you listen for God speaking through others, how do you look beyond, beyond the surface to listen for the spirit of God? And are you mindful to give God inward authority over your own desires and preferences? Hey, thanks for listening to our podcast. We're really happy that so many of you are finding it to be helpful and as a way to stay connected with what's going on with us here at West Hills Friends. If you'd like to stay connected with us in other ways, we have a couple options for you. You can check out our website. It's westhillsfriends.org. There you'll find some more information about who we are as a community. You can also follow us on Facebook. We have a Facebook account by just searching for West Hills Friends. You can also follow us on Instagram. We have a Instagram account with the name West Hills Friends. So we hope that you'll get connected with us in other ways. And again, thanks for taking the time to listen to this podcast. <laughs>